0: Talk every Tuesday with Bo Marchant, covering the NFL Draft at college dot procom and the NFL Draft Bible, covering the Steelers for Sports Illustrated, living and running in Eastern Ohio, and on Twitter X at Beau Marchant. Here's Bo with Bryant, Brett, and Jay Morgan. Beau Marchant
1: with us now to talk all things NFL. Bo, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll just go ahead. And rip the Band-Aid off. I know there's far more important things and interesting things to talk about, but please, can you just give me some sort of positivity about the Cowboys after what happened on Sunday? <laughs> I don't know. You uh. know, I
2: was going to text you uh, Sunday just <laughs> to make sure. Uh, I thought you might be on suicide watch. Well. I was <laughs> I'm to take that lightly, but uh, in the in the sports world, jokingly, obviously. Yes. But I uh, know. Oh, yeah. Listen, I, you know, but the, I, I guess the only thing this is what I could say to you, Brian. Um. The Jacksonville Jaguars, the Baltimore Ravens, and the Dallas Cowboys, epic failures this past that's weekend. Heavy favorites. We're not alone. All we're unable to kind of deliver on games. that They were definitely supposed to win. So, Alicia, you know, they say misery loves company. Well, that's the Cowboys right. have the Ravens uh, in the uh, Jaguars with them. Well, that's
3: good to know. Hey, you, you're right about that, that those teams, and I'm really surprised with Jacksonville. This big-time go for it year, certainly big, big step up. Uh, t- for them, and now they're going to be gone the next two weeks playing over in the International Series. Uh, when they get back home, a lot, a lot of people could be really checked out with them. But there were two old war horses this weekend that kind of had statement games. Bill Belichick against the Jets, a punching bag if there ever was one, for him and Mike Tomlin against the hated Raiders. Two old guard coaches, uh, their their teams just gnawed out and gnashed away in both one by five.
2: Yeah, I mean 299th win for Belichick, fifteen straight against the Jets. That times the team record against the Bills, where they won fifteen straight between two thousand three and two thousand ten. And uh, I think the Jets and the Patriots. The next time they play is the final week of the season, so it's possible Belichick will uh, extend the sixteen game running streak and, and have a new Patriots record. And then on the flip side. It's a big game. Uh, you know the, the the Steelers beat the Las Vegas Raiders last year, but prior to that, the Steelers had a uh, what I think a two and five uh, two and five record or two and six record against uh, you know Oakland, and so they had their struggles. And those are some lousy teams the Steelers would lose to when they were a lot better and uh kind of what happened to Dallas against Arizona. Games that you're supposed to win, but somehow you find a way to lose. And that was often the case for the Steelers. But a good win, a good win by Pickett. Uh I this the ground stains the ground game is still uh you know invisible. It's not there. But Pickett, his first game with two touchdowns, um, a lot to like. Um he did drop he did throw a given pick six to Marcus Peters, who dropped it. But that you know, that that could have changed the game around. But nonetheless, uh Slow progress. I'd say baby steps. It's not time to yeah. proclaim Matt Canada is an offensive guru, and it's not. It's not to say that the Steelers are out of the woods yet with that offense. But um, if you know, if you want to move forward, you got to start somewhere. And at least Sunday night, they got a big win, a much needed win for a team that you know wants to stay there a contender. But uh, you know, I, it it could, it could be hard them, uh, a lot of I put tough sledding to go, I think. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, I, I know a lot of people this week uh, ever since Sunday have been talking about what the Dolphins did to the Broncos. <laughs> 70 points uh, and only gave up 20 on the other side, but for the Broncos, I don't think anybody thought Sean Payton was going to come in and immediately get the Broncos to the Super Bowl, but it seems like if you kind of listen to what he's saying, he's very irritable. He's talking about how he, he might need to simplify the offensive playbook um, because the they're just not picking it up. I mean, it just sounds like a lot uh, that he thought would go right early on is is going pretty pretty badly over there in Denver. What happens next with this Denver team? A th- uh, 0-3 start. Where do they go from here?
0: Uh,
2: you know, it's it's tricky. You know, I, I watched the first half of that game, and it's kind of crazy because, you know, it was 14 Um Wilson drives the ball down the field. They get a ball into the end zone with Cortland Sutton. Yeah. And then uh, they make it twenty-one seven, and then they and the Broncos come back. They drive the ball right back down the field on yeah. the pin. And uh and then Cortland Sutton gets a pass interference call. So it would have been twenty-one fourteen, very respectable, and then they kick, settle for a field goal, kick off, Cortland Stumble fumbles on you know inside their own thirty, and then the Dolphins score instantly. Now it's twenty eight ten. They get the ball back one more time, now it's thirty five ten. And then the wheels come off. Uh but throughout the game, you know, at least that first half, they, you know, the offense did move the ball. They put up 20 points, which is not a lot, but you know, they're, you know, they're they're praising Matt Canada that he's the greatest OC in Pittsburgh right now, and the Steelers scored 23, so I, I got to put the blame on the defense. When you scored 70 points, and I think yeah. everyone saw it, you know, they just gave up. And as a professional, I think that's the low as low. I mean, you could compete. Like what happened to the Cowboys is they faced the team. That believed they wanted, they just wanted it more than them, you know. And but the, Bally, the Cowboys yep. battled, you know the cow and they, they, you know the Cowboys, you know they drove it down. They went for it on fourth. They didn't make it. They went down again. Got it inside the ten. They kicked the field goal. Brought it back down. Dak throws the INT. So they had their opportunities too. If they could have walked out with points or a couple touchdowns, they win the game. They were unable to. But the Cardinals came out and wanted it for the Broncos. That second half. They just said, you know what? Can we just pack it up? We we we've already left. Elvis has left the building. Although there's hmm. still 53 men on the field. That's that's the way I looked at it. That if I'm Sean Payton, more than the offense or the defense, how do you correct a team that quit to you know get those guys to rally and, and kind of buy into everything that's supposed to as a professional that you should do? And I'm sure they will because they are professionals. And we've seen the unpredictability this past weekend. And I think uh, you know we got what I think Owen all four Owen team. Uh, four, oh, and three teams, you know, this weekend. So, the what, the Broncos, the Bears, uh, the Vikings, and who else am I missing? One more. Panthers. Uh, the Panthers. So, you know, so who knows? And would you, would you, all four of those teams could win this weekend? It's just, oh, yeah. That's the way of the NFL.
3: Bo Marchant with us talking NFL. And, Bo, you're right about Sean Payton. He, he can't cut everybody. I mean, he, he's, he's got to go, he's got to go with minimum 22 of them.
2: <laughs> yeah, you can't cut everybody. It's uh, I mean the being and I think is I mean you listen if you're a professional coach, college coach, high school coach, any coach, any sport, you get beat by that amount of points in whatever sport you're the head coach of, you're going to be upset. And when you talk about that level, National Football League, you know, and he said, hey, he's been on the other side of victories like that where they you know they put it to another team, but to be on the opposite end of it, you know, it took a lot of them, probably a lot of soul searching for him. And everybody in that organization, top to bottom, questioning. You know, what do we do, and how do we get better? But uh, I'm still a believer in Peyton, and you know, and I, I guess too. you know, it, and 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 Russell Wilson. Uh, it's just Miami. I mean, and I guess on the flip side, I mean, could, I mean, they, the person I feel worst for right now, and I'm joking when I say this, is Jalen Waddle because he's going to want a new contract eventually, and and then he, and the franchise is going to say, hey. Uh, Watch the tape of the Broncos game where we scored seventy, and you you were out of with a concussion. So we'll be we'll be real good without you. So I, just we
0: the got way we got seventy without it. you.
3: Uh-huh. That, that's what I always say to any any time uh-huh. in baseball, and and baseball is kind of the only sport that's ever done it. Have the MVP from a last place team. Hey man, we could have come in <laughs> last without
0: you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's and, that, and that's the fun of different sports too. I mean, but uh, yeah. It, uh good week though. I I think there's a lot of bad offenses. I tweeted it out earlier. There was eight teams that you could have they could have combined to score seventy points and that's what Miami scored. And I, I think that just shows you uh that there was, you know, seventeens, eight teams out there that bad that, you know, the highest was fifteen with the Patriots, uh, you know, three by Washington, uh, you know, three by the Bears or something. It's just it a lot of low points and it's just it's I was sitting there Sunday watching the games, and I was just aggravated by how ugly. I think the defenses have caught up with the offenses, and I don't know what you do as the NFL wants to make this an entertainment. I don't know how much leniency you can give to the offenses to get them back run on track. The ball. I, yeah, run the ball, and that's I'm glad. Oh, Brett, I'm still glad you brought <laughs> that up. The running game's non-existent. Quarterbacks aren't. You know, teams don't have quarterbacks capable of playing the game. Everybody wants Patrick Mahomes. They want Josh Allen. They yeah. want Jalen Hurts. You know, listen, there's only a few of those guys. And if you don't have one, you've got to make do with what you have and do something different. And uh, I see an NFL right now where it's pass-happy, teams don't run the ball, and they don't have the quarterbacks to execute what they want to do. And it, it results in some ugly football games.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Well I'm curious, uh, what, what have you thought through three weeks of Jordan Love? He leads the comeback on Sunday against the Saints, but he did throw his first interception uh, of the <laughs> season. But I mean, I, I've been I've been pretty impressed with what he's done after kind of taking over for Aaron Rodgers.
2: I tell you what, that game was what seventeen nothing, sure and, and and they they're at home and they're they're getting booed. And uh, I I thought that was the best performance of the weekend for that young man with not a lot of you know experience under his belt. Damn. And and to start you know. Clawing and getting that team up and down the field, and they didn't have a run game either. And <laughs> you got to think, Christian Watson wasn't playing. He's playing with you know Romeo Dobbs is their most experienced guy, I think. And if I'm wrong, you know the next guy up maybe has a uh, you know one more year's experience. So no experience in the wide receiving core. He's finding the game himself. I was I sat and watched that game. I was so excited to see Jordan Love do what he did because you know this is what you want. You want to you want great quarterback play because we know this is how the NFL works but him to lead that team back. And, you know, and, and New Orleans had a shot. You know, they could have, you know, took it with the field goal. And at the moment, it looked, I, I was like, man, I wouldn't have done that. But Matt LaFleur, you know, he goes for that uh, two-point conversion. Yeah. And then that, you know, that that was a smart, you know, at the time. And, and that eliminated them from trying to score, you know, twice, I guess, after that. So um, a big play, big 2 And, you know, that was a great, great ending for Jordan Love. And I, I think when you do that, uh you when you you know i don't know if that's considered a come from behind win i don't know if there's a time frame on you know how much time has will be left in the game for that to count but nonetheless uh my mvp of the weekend definitely jordan love for the packers oh, wow. putting that team 17 i mean they're 17 down that's true and against a good defense yeah. i mean that's a good saints defense by dennis allen and they and he and they passed the ball i think he had 150 yards at one point and he finished nearly with 300 and that's some point midway through the third quarter
3: and it was gutsy to go for the two. I, I was disagreeing mm-hmm. with the math, but he, he made it work. Bo, in our last segment, we were talking about already, I know you are, uh, NFL Draft Bible, and uh, com. I know you are, the draft's you, really you're your big thing. And, and we agreed in the last segment that next year's draft in Detroit, could be the biggest ever. And that's saying something. How do you, it's almost like the halftime show. How do you top last year? Mm-hmm. They, they always well. seem to do it. How do you top the draft? Uh, they, they always seem to do it because of yeah. all these college quarterbacks. And I think you saw Drake May Saturday in person, didn't you?
2: I did. And, uh, you know, I tell you what, I, I, I joked around with everybody from the Pittsburgh media. I said, listen, I go, if I could, if I could cover a new team, I go, those, the whole, I mean, Brett, you guys are around the media. You're, you, know, you're, you, know, you talk to coaches, and you, you kind of know, like, sometimes you're not even allowed to look up until these guys speak. It's like such a strict standard of, uh... but we go in a little huddle, and, you know, I was like, well, Drake Mays here, you know, a draft number one pick possibly. I, you know, I got to, you know, grab him rather than go into the losing side for the Panthers. When we go in there, there might have been like six media people in the little visitors' uh, media room. And they're all joking around. The SEC Matt does Brown. not do it that way, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, Matt Brown comes out, and he one of the nicest individuals I've ever come across, especially as a head coach. I mean, I felt like I was with my grandfather or something. That's how nice he was. I mean, he was just endearing. Um, I remember, you know, and sometimes, you know, you you know, in a media spawn, like, you know, you, every, you might ask a question at the same time. I want to ask something somebody else asked. He took that question, and then somebody else went to speak. He goes, no, that's and he went back to me like, wow. He, he, yeah. And But getting the Drake may, the left-handed pass was great. And I, I, I thought his creativity and that's why I wrote about his toughness. I mean, he got nailed on a 52 yard pass. He delivered a 40 yard pass, but he got creamed, missed one play, came back in, did a quarterback sneak. And then you look at the Patrick Mahomes type play where he, you know, he scrambled out to the left defender, uh, you know, had him, Nate Temple had him in his grasp. Somehow he got the ball into his left hand and just, you know, floated a duck over for the touchdown. So a lot to like about him. He did a lot of good things. Well, I thought his mechanics looked great and he'll be in the mix as I, you know, I, I, I when the piece I put out today, you know, you, you had Mitchell Trubisky and Sam Howe, North Carolinas had three quarterbacks and, you know, assuming something catastrophic doesn't happen to Drake may, you know, he's going to be in the draft. He's going to be one of the top picks if, even if not this year, the next year, surely. So, you know, the, 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 the but Tar Heels have a nice little developmental thing in terms of quarterbacks. And we can knock Trubisky for, you know, how his career went. But nonetheless, he made it. And Sam Howe, you know, he's got he, he four stars under mm-hmm. his belt. Yeah. And Sam Howe got four stars. But when you think of college football, every program in the nation, and Chapel Hill, North Carolina has produced, assuming Drake Mays in this thing, three quarterbacks in the in the last eight years to get drafted. That's, That's pretty astonishing. That is
3: that is a great point. And I think that it, it parallels with just south of North Carolina in South Carolina at Clemson. It was impossible for them huh. to go Taj Boyd, Deshaun <laughs> yeah. Watson, Trevor Lawrence, and the next guy, whether it's DJU or or Klubnik. The, gravity got got Dabo at the quarterback position, didn't it?
2: it? It did, and you and you see it. And it's funny. It's it's weird that you think of college football now, and and you you you. You know, before college football, you could kind of win without having a stud quarterback. You could kind of get mm-hmm. through through the emotions, but we've kind of seen it. You can't hide it if you don't have it. Look at Alabama's struggles, and I like Millro. I think he flashes some brilliance, but they're going to have headaches. You know, they're they're going to have times where you you know that's why Staben put the backups in a couple of what two weeks ago. Yeah. He wanted to see it. You know, do we have another option here? I do think he's the best option, but nonetheless, we see the schools. You know, like uh, I can't think of his name from Penn State, but uh, you know they haven't had a quarterback like him since Kerry Collins. Ayers, so they're going to yeah. be they're going to be in the you know they're going to have an opportunity. And you know when we talked about you know Drake May, uh, you know who knows how far North Carolina can go because there's so many other intangibles. But you know they're four um, 0 Florida State looks good in the ACC. Clemson, you know they're out. Uh, so it, it's a good quarterback class. And and Brett, you mentioned it. Detroit's going to be popular because th- there's going to be so many quarterbacks and uh, and it's it's there's so many quarterback needy teams so Mm
0: -hmm.
2: you know last year you know we saw the guys go uh,
3: you know
2: i i know this this is so outlandish to even say this but like i wouldn't be surprised we see six quarterbacks go in the first round next year just because teams are so desperate there's a lot of kids out there and i know that's a that's a crazy number
0: i'd go north of it
2: wow i'd go north of it yeah and i I said because and we're early on we're early on but there's a, one, there's a lot of good quarterbacks out there. And two, there's a lot of bad teams in the National Football so, League that need these young college guys. Yeah. And,
3: and re- remember, I, it, it was 15 or 20 years ago when Big Tuna, Bill Parcell, says, Look, we can only play the quarterbacks that you provide us college football. Well, it is <laughs> providing them now. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it is.
2: and we're, we are very fortunate. I, you know, I think the learning curve, and, you know, uh, for all positions, you know, we see the receivers. That used to be a two-year hiatus for them to learn the game. Now you got Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase. I mean, you got these kids just coming in and just taking over the league, and, and that's just part of the college game, adapting these guys so quickly, and that's because they pass the ball so much more as well. So it, it's great, and, you know, college football, what a great weekend. Uh, you know, just, you know, I mean, a lot of great games. And uh, then you know the follow up, and even Brant was great. Yeah. always text me on Tuesday. Hey, hey, you know we're ready to go. You know five Central, six Eastern, and, and, and like I, I I forget when you sent that text, but it, just say it, it was around twelve thirty maybe Eastern. I would have went on and talked to you guys from now till then because I was just <laughs> a fired up to talk. To you. Well, we should have thrown you
1: there. We we could
3: have
1: <laughs> <laughs> could have made this whole <laughs> NFL show today. But I do want to get back to the NFL because I'm curious your thoughts about the Vikings. We talk about those 0 3 teams going into this week and the Vikings are right there, but it really hasn't been. I mean, this offense has looked pretty good at times. Kirk Cousins, over a thousand yards already, nine touchdowns, only two interceptions. You just mentioned Justin Jefferson. He hasn't had a game uh, through three weeks where he's recorded less than 149 <laughs> receiving yards, but they're playing in these close games and they're just not able to find ways to win. Uh, what is, what's the problem with the Vikings right now?
2: Well, you know, last year, what they had, eight or nine, ten games last year that were decided, you know, on yeah. the same circumstances. They were just beneficial in winning those games. That's why they finished, what, 13-4 or 14 uh, 3 That benefited them. This year, that's not going their way. And they had another opportunity, and I, I don't know if you guys watched the end of that game with Brandon Staley and his fourth uh, you know, fourth uh, on the twenty I the, uh, won, <laughs> was, I mean, thats my Super
3: Bowl team. Remember,
2: no, what was that? One win though, now, Brett. One win. They won, but that was—I mean—that's you're really pushing the limit there. I, I think that kind of shows you where he's at. I, I still don't think he lasts out the year because I, I
3: just think. Does he have video one? of the owner? Yeah, it's. I didn't see that, but no. What did he do? No, no, no. I was joking. I was oh. saying blackmail. Does he have some surreptitious oh, oh, okay. video of the I owner? Showed,
2: Keep his job. Oh, I thought when they made the call <laughs> no. that they showed the owner's box that he was, like, shaking his head. Yeah. He, it's, they, it's I mean, he, he's things. got
3: to have the biggest vote of confidence from owner, GM, he's head incredible. of marketing, the the ticket reps, <laughs> the the suite sales. I mean, everybody has to have signed on and go, you do whatever right. you want to do. Because no. this guy's he's out arrested. there just, to, just about to ruin his career. No, nah, he's
2: I don't he's I mean he's he's that type of guy. His wife tells him, "Hey, you better be home by nine. And he, not only does he not come home, he comes to home two days later and says, "I forgot the milk." I mean, this guy he plays <laughs> he by goes his to own the
3: wrong rules. house.
2: Yeah, he plays by his own rules. In that particular play, under those circumstances, you know, you could say, "Well, you walked out with the win." But the, I, I even think you know, watching the the post game shows, Jimmy Johnson, you could just tell he was he was. I think he was just oh. lost respect for him. And I think that says a lot when Jimmy Johnson kind of shakes his head and said, "Hey, you sure. know yeah, it's great you did it, but you know there's kind of a way to go about things, and you know you could win in a lot of ways, and you know probably ten weeks from now we won't remember this game if the Chargers are you know turning turning around and they're seven and three and they're playing great football, then you know we'll talk about how great Staley is, but I think those habits and his ba- his past practices. Kind of show you what's ahead for San or San Diego for Los Angeles, and I, I just don't right. see it working
3: with that mindset as, as head. Bo, he's the perfect example of as I've kind of set up the premise before of Would you fly on a <laughs> private airplane with him under the left seat? Is is him as <laughs> pilot? Not only no. would I not fly with him in a private <laughs> plane with him at the stick. I don't know that I want to get on a commercial flight and he's even riding on it. I'm
2: probably smart.
1: Yeah, that's a great thing. I'm, I'm afraid he'd knock over the drink cart. <laughs> yeah.
2: And the opposite, I'd get on a plane with Belichick if it had no engines. I'd be just like, you know, <laughs> none. Like, if,
3: yeah, if I got like, on the plane on, and Belichick said, <laughs> I didn't even check the oil, I don't think any's in there, and I don't really know what I'm doing. You ready to take off? I said, pull the state back. Yeah, <laughs> and you would feel,
2: you, you'd, you'd land and go, That was the, that was the most pleasant flight I've ever had. Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, last thing for you, Bo, uh, watching the Eagles last night on Monday Night Football, they get the win, they're 3-0 and now, but I-, I just don't think we've seen the Eagles to their full potential yet through three weeks, and that kind of scares me, especially being in the NFC East with the Cowboys, that scares me that it seems like they haven't reached their full potential. Do you feel that same way, or, or, or do you think this is kind of the, the Eagles we're going to get this year?
2: No, I I think they're better. You know, A.J. Brown topped two touchdown passes. Um, One went through his hands. The other one he should have had as well. So, you know, those are just those weird nights. And it was a rainy game. I mean, the weather was coming down. It wasn't you know it wasn't a great night to be throwing the ball but you know the defense is there and we all know at the end of the day you got to have a defense and mm-hmm. those guys look hungry just like Dallas's defense their defense looks i know they you know had their hiccups against oh. the cardinals but nonetheless we know that Dallas defense is going to be ready to play and the Philly defense that front they're ferocious and then you know Jalen Hurts and those guys, DeAndre Swift. That's his hometown. He's a Philly guy. Mm-hmm. He looks like a guy reborn running the football sure there. Does. You know everything that you saw in Georgia. It's he's duplicating that now at the National Football League level. So uh, no, I think they'll be there and excited to finally. You know what you know, you would know this. When do those teams? two teams play how much time oh, do they have man. to prepare for
1: you <laughs> you know bo i haven't even wanted to look because it scares me let's see uh eagles uh november 5th so we still got about a month to get ready
2: oh wow um yeah.
1: well, uh, we got a while and then again on uh, december 10th so
2: we got some time yeah and i tell you what though brian Dak gotta play better it got to he, he has oh. to play better he does he, he has to man. are there you know, because they're going to get in games like where they need it. And I think we all felt that way. You know what, Dak's going to bring the ball down, and they did. But they got inside the red zone, and they just shut yeah. down. And, you know, then he makes the critical turnover. And that's, you know, you never want to make one. But that's when you that's when it's forbidden. You can't do it. And he did it.
1: Bo, how many times were they in the red zone on, on Sunday and couldn't capitalize? I mean, it was all yeah, day.
2: Well, yeah. Well, I told you. I know the second half three times. That's they crazy. went down, went for it on fourth. They went for a field goal on the next one, and then the next one he, uh, he threw the INT. Uh-huh. So That's at least bare minimum, they walk away with nine points. Yeah, fair minimum nine points if you kick field goals all three times, and they got three out of three trips inside there. So wow,
1: well, we got We got to stop talking about the Cowboys. I'm getting fired up. It's too late in the afternoon to get fired <laughs> up, though. So
2: thanks so much for joining us. We'll Thank talk you, to you bro. again next week, hopefully <laughs>
1: after a Cowboys win.
2: Well, next week we'll talk about Caleb Williams possibly being the new quarterback in Dallas. So I don't know. <laughs> hey, I'm on
1: board. Sign me up. Why not? Oh, wow, you can't, you can drop the mic oh. like that on his boat. Yeah,
2: this is the guy he said was the best quarterback in the National Football League. Now he <laughs> wants the Williams. Not only him, yeah. Ray Lance, right behind him, Bo. Don't forget that.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, Bo. You know you know how it is when fandom talks. Oh, <laughs> it's
2: it's that's why being that's why it's the best. Hey, Deadly you guys have a rough. great week and stay safe. Thanks, Bo. We'll talk to you, you next yes, week. So.
3: Great stuff. Bo Marchant with us every Tuesday to talk to the National Football League. In this hour of our show brought to you every day by Hewlett & Dunn, boot and jean on the historic square in Collierville since 1961. Laura Hall and Charles Hall, what a team. What, what, what a great job they're doing. They, they've got this great store. Charles started working there in his teens, and now with Laura, they own the place that's known for all the boots you can imagine, all the great clothing, hats, belts, Belt buckles, everything. Western wear, work boots, safety toe or soft toe. Look, if you're an employer, and you, you you've got to wear those safety toe type boots, and you, you you provide those for your employees. You'd like a great deal. They they can work a deal for you. They they often do that for construction sites, construction teams, things like that. Rubber boots, boots for every occasion. At Hewlett Dunn, I know this weekend in the Grove and at Tiger Lane for those two games here locally, there'll be a lot of a lot of boots from head to toe. They have you covered with every brand imaginable: Dan Post, Anderson, Bean, Ariat whether for men or for women.
1: And it's not just the clothing. They've got the jeans, pants, shirts, shoes, and outerwear. But they also have the best duck head collection you'll find. Charles and Laura Hall invite you to 111 North Center Street or to HewlettandDunn.com on the square in Carville. And I said, it's not just the clothing. It's also the accessories that you got to get over to Hewitt and Dunn and get the hats, sunglasses, boot care products and every area team, snapback and cool hats you can think of for the Tigers, Mississippi State, UT, Ole Miss, or the Razorbacks, they've got you covered. And for travel, their bag selection is absolutely top-notch. HewlettandDunn.com, but please visit and say hello at 111 Center Street on the square in Collierville at Hewlett and Dunn. Let's go ahead and get to a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about what's trending.
0: Start your day with Sports 56 Mornings with Greg Gaston and Eli Savoy. Weekday mornings from 7 to 10, right here on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. Now, back to sports time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Hewlett & Dunn Boot & Jean Company in Collierville. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Bryant Dacus. Oh! Welcome back into
1: sports time. Bryant and Brett with you. We're sitting in our family leisure studios. We got a little less than 30 minutes left in today's show. We've talked a ton of football today between college football and the NFL, but we do need to talk some baseball as we're really hitting the home stretch uh, for the regular season. A lot of these wild card races starting to come down to the wire. Divisions are being clinched. A lot is happening in baseball, but last night, Brett, I uh, was already a little aggravated because, as you know, I came in yesterday with my Seattle Kraken uh, sweater. I was very excited about their pre- preseason game, only to go home and find out that not only could I not watch either of their split squad uh, preseason games, but when oh, I no. when I went to listen to one of them, I couldn't even listen to it because they decided they were going to dedicate that to a preseason preview show, which was fine to listen to, what? but mm-hmm. I went to listen to the actual game, and I couldn't listen to it, so I was also watching the Seattle Mariners game, so I was already a little aggravated but I sit there and watch Luis Castillo who is supposed to be the ace a guy that they just extended for five years 108 million I think very well deserved I think he's a great pitcher Give up five runs to the Astros in a game that they needed to win after being swept by the Rangers, and I see that offense that all season has been up and down. You pretty much know what to expect from this offense, and it's not much. And Brett, it makes me so mad to watch this Mariners team. Not that I'm a huge fan of the Mariners, I like watching them. They're not my favorite team by any means. They're not anywhere close. We, pick, to we the both Cardinals. picked
3: them. We did to be in the playoffs. But,
1: but Brett, you know, I, I I I hear what what people say in 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 Seattle. About this team, what some people in that because I'm following the crack and I'm following the Mariners, and I hear Jerry Depoto, one of their executives, come out and multiple times over the last two years talk about how they're going to spend with the best of them. They're going to that th- this team's going to go out there and be on paper one of the most competitive teams out there. And then I look at these payrolls: the Blue Jays who are currently ahead of the Mariners, 213 million payroll; the Astros who are ahead of the Mariners right now, 236 million; the Rangers who are also ahead of the Mariners. Two hundred and forty seven million. The Mariners, one hundred and thirty four million dollars. For their payroll, I mean, it, you, if you want to be among almost the have. best, it's almost half. and it's it, there, there's a reason that those teams are ahead of you. And when I see Luis, the Tampa Bay's
3: down there, by Tampa too, Bay's though, down they there, they always are.
1: But he, but they have they've built up that minor league system. Right? I mean, we we saw it a couple of years ago and how good it was from top to bottom in, in North Little Rock, absolutely, exactly. And so, I mean, it just it, it upsets me um, because I
3: which I, may come as news to people it, in it, North it, Little Rock it, and it, Little Rock <laughs> that the
1: Mariners have a. It, it really it, might. There. It, it really <laughs> might, but you know, Brett, I, I'm just going to say it right now: Mariners aren't making the the, the the postseason. You know, I good good for the Rangers, good for the Astros, good for the for Toronto. Um, I'm
3: afraid you're right. Mariners
1: aren't making playoffs. Uh, they they just can't. I haven't seen anything over the last five games, and I
3: want them in there. You, I do. You too. know, they're the only team of the current thirty teams that's never appeared in a World Series. Yeah, yeah. it's not happening they're, this they're, year. That's they're pretty. not. A, they're not alone as teams that haven't ever won it, but they've never even made it. They're the last one to get there. Washington got there and won it in, in, in 2019. They, they, they were a long-time uh, team that was waiting for that. And last night it was official. What's that? My my World Series. Neither team's Um, even going to make the playoffs.
1: Yankees eliminated. Another, I mean, another team to be embarrassed by. I mean, the Yankees just this season. I know you can say they have dealt with injuries. We we still have yet to see their entire starting pitching rotation. You're the Yankees. It's ridiculous what they have put out um, there. And and I mean, you talk about that loss last night. Brett Boone make
3: it next week. There's there's no way. There's absolutely no way. Yeah. He said he intended to be back.
1: I'm sure he does. <laughs> I'm Afraid of that? I intended to win the Powerball that's last right. week. That's right. You know, so I I'd be shocked. He I mean,
3: borrowed money against
1: it. Can you believe me? it? <laughs> Which well, mean, yeah. bank signed well, the note?
3: Said hey, yeah. I'm gonna win the Powerball. I'm winning. That, that was really. They dumb, looked at like you
1: like you're a crazy man. <laughs> but hey, you you still went in there. You're a man with plan. No bank
3: issues alone with news. No. Yeah, I'm gonna win the Powerball. Uh, that's right. Uh, so Cardinals, Yankees, my World Series. Neither even gonna make the playoffs. Jeez, that's I, pitiful. I well, you know, I say San that San Diego to win the West is pitiful. Well, yeah, that's the not... Mets to win the East. i was got to say,
1: I think I had the Mets uh, winning. Let's see, here's my picks. Um, I had in the AL the who Blue Jays. So I guess that could still happen. And Ken,
3: I had I would Blue Jays as a wild card
1: <laughs> in the NL. I had the Padres. So Padres and Mets playing mm. in the NLCS. So uh,
3: really, hmm, yeah,
1: tickets yeah. available.
3: It, very much stadiums the, available. Let's see. Out of out <laughs> of.
1: Uh, well, I guess the only my th- three of my top four seeds in the NL are nowhere close to making the playoffs. The Mets, Padres, and Cardinals. So. Yeah, that's Once why we, we make we, these we'll, picks we'll, way early and never look back on them, right? And hope everybody forgets. Exactly, but then we bring them we up,
3: exactly. And then we bring it up, uh-huh. and people go, yeah, you big dummy <laughs> you, you know it all, we, and we don't. My AL Rookie of the Year, Gunner Henderson, uh, That that's in play. What a year for Am him. I right at date of birth, 2002? Is that right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because he's, he's oh, younger than Brad. me. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Oh, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, 2002. No, 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 I'm sorry, I'm sorry. That 2001, was 2001. June 29th, 2001. Okay, close enough. Close enough, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's
3: right. Still younger than you.
1: Still younger than me. And and Jackson Holiday, who's going to, who's certainly going to be on the opening day roster next year. Was, next year. Yeah, now, he was born in 2003, so you're, you're probably just... Uh, getting those wow. those years confused but yeah no they have a they have a young team and and Brett I mean I've been super impressed with what they've done and with with Jackson Holiday what what he's done through the minors if he's on that opening day roster next year not only will they be a really really good team they're going to be a fun team to watch night in and night out Where do out. they
3: play? What what position? That's a good question. Um could could play corner outfield. Could and could that's, play middle infield.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, he wants to play middle infield. Um, but I just maybe you can put him at second or short and and, and just kind of see what happens. But
3: I, I but you, had, you had something else go wrong last night for you. For me, the hook got you with the Eagles.
0: Oh, or, or, I'm man. sorry, with the Bengals. with the
1: Bengals. Oh man, and, and I was just
0: three and a half.
3: I
1: was just sitting there when when the Rams scored that touchdown. I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Yeah. This is it not happening. It happens.
3: <laughs> That that takes you for the year to twelve and seven mm. in NFL. Really good picking there. Good. You're seventeen and nine. Wow! In college football, you're twenty nine and sixteen overall. College football for me eleven and fifteen. NFL six and thirteen overall seventeen and twenty eight. Wow. I, I I've had slow starts, but never <laughs>
0: like this. Wow! Never. Wow.
3: I mean, my baseball picks and the Chargers. Golly! Oh,
1: man. Well, the Chargers. Good Lord, Brad. Well, I need to pick
3: the <laughs> U- European team in the Ryder Cup.
1: Don't I? <laughs> Please. I
3: I mean, at this that's, rate. That's
1: almost a shoo-in for America to win, isn't
3: it? Uh, tonight, some really good pitching matchups. Yeah, There's still really work good. for the Orioles to do. They're they're close to closing in on that magic number, and and it, that that should be a. Fun celebration. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't see a wild celebration by the Dodgers. You didn't no. see a wild celebration by the Braves. Mm-hmm. And I thought it, I, I thought it was apropos of their expectations. When the Orioles wrap it up uh New new carpet in the clubhouse. Oh, a- after gotta that, because I mean, it, be. it, it should just be an ocean of, of of celebration. And
1: I don't think anybody has anything bad to say about. It. I don't think there's any anybody saying, "Oh, you act like you've been here before." Act like they they have it. Been there. Well, I mean, they, 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 they haven't. So yeah, they, they, ha- they it. haven't
3: in their own owner tried to destroy their franchise.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, look, I love what the Orioles have done this year. They're a young team. They're a hungry team. They're a fun team. And so, you know, when they do, if they do uh, clinch that division, it's going to be a a lot of fun to watch them kind of celebrate. And I hope they celebrate to no end.
3: Next week, uh, so you, you think Boone's out? I think so. I, and we we know Terry Francona is going to retire. Yes, I, I just wonder how how many more how many, how many new managers on opening day next year.
1: Oh, I mean,
3: what so, over and under four and a half? Would you go over or under?
1: I'll probably go over um, slightly, but I think you could. I mean, but then when I start looking at the teams and, and kind of who who is it, it's hard to kind of pick five teams, but.
3: It, it, it is because why do that to the why do that to Mark say at Oakland? Yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, look, I mean, you you could bring in a combination of Tony Larusa and Freddy <laughs> Herzog, and you're not going to win. I was
1: about there. to say who are you, who are you uh, going to bring in at that? Kansas job? City
3: I mean, made the move last year. White Sox mean, White made the Sox move, made last move last year. Yeah. Angels, you know, Nevin could be very similar to Oliver Marble. Yeah, don't don't get off to a ten and twenty start. Yeah, uh, next year. Boston's not doing anything. We mentioned the Yankees. None of the teams, kind of in contention, I think, would would, would do anything. No. Uh, National League, uh, maybe Bud Black at kind of the end in Colorado. So that'd be three. Yeah. Cardinals doing nothing. But Martinez is safe.
1: Yeah, Martinez very very. Buck,
3: step away. Buck, show Walter. See you when I see you. Back, back to. The broadcasting, he was just really great he at was. it. Was I, I
1: just don't know? I mean, I think he's he's I think he's dug himself in there so much that it's if he walks away, it would it would to him feel like he's losing and giving again, up and yet
3: yet again, yeah. it, it didn't like that again for him. And I just don't know and if I, he's and, really I, and to I love live into him. that. Yeah, but there. Who were we talking about earlier? That oh oh Sean Payton. Yeah, you think he misses that cushy Sunday morning on Ooh. Fox?
1: I mean, some of the things you hear from him through these three weeks are incredible to hear a coach say. I mean, saying that they're going – Russell Wilson, who is a veteran quarterback, they might have to make him start wearing a play card on his wrist and and dumb down the offensive calls because he's too slow getting them out. He can't pick them up. The offense can't pick up these plays. Imagine that you know
3: what, Chewing's behind the scene. He's had to –
0: Mm. Give
1: it. Yeah, I mean, and and I don't think any like I said with Bo, I don't think anybody expected Sean Payton to come in in year one, Denver go to the Super Bowl, mm. but I don't think anybody mm. expected it to start like this. Yeah, it's Just, it's rough. That that,
3: that that network job for Buck Showalter and for Sean Payton, cushy, very fun, cushy, easy. Green rooms great, mm-hmm. spreads great. It's not near enough of the
1: action
2: for them. Exactly.
1: Though. We all we say this about every coach in every single sport. They they all talk about retirement and all this stuff, but once they get there, they family gotta time. have that. They don't want to be around their family. Nah, they've <laughs> gotta have that sport, and they a lot of them come running back. And I mean, for a lot of them, it's been their life for 50, 60 years, and, and all with, they know. exactly. And without it, I mean, they just feel completely lost. So I don't I don't blame them for it, but I, I think I, you're right.
3: I, I, Very, 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 very minute, small degree. I don't, I don't, I don't make it about about me. I know know where they're coming from, man. I gotta have it. Oh, absolutely. I think we all do. Even when it, so even Saturday night, yeah. driving back, disappointed, mad as heck. You know, Woke up Sunday morning, beat LSU, yeah. got to have
1: it. Absolutely. So, I mean, it, it's hard to step away from from these things. And and so, you know, I, I think I understand why they come running back. But at the end of the day, sometimes it, you might want to just stick with uh, calling the games instead of getting back into the action. But let's go ahead and get to our final break of the day. And when we come back, we'll wrap up today's show with Taco Bell Crunch Time.
0: Now, back to sports time on Sports 56 and 98.5 FM. This hour is brought to you by Hewlett & Dunn, Food & Gene Company in Collierville. Here once again are Brett Norsworthy and Brian Jacobs. Go right oh, so crazy, folks! Go so crazy! This is for all the biggest press time. You are looking like
1: seen anything like that. Goodbye, It's obviously crunch time.
0: Hammer, nail, coffin, this baby is over.
3: The double steak grilled cheese burrito, so good, double the steak with nacho cheese sauce, seasoned rice, red strips, sour cream, and the three cheese blend wrapped inside a warm flour tortilla, with even more three cheese blend grilled on the top. The double steak grilled cheese burrito, it hits the spot now at Taco Bell. And at Taco Bell, when they say they are feeding people's lives with unexpected good, they mean it. Bowl food you can't get anywhere else. Well, Brett, what I learned
1: today, we talked earlier about Michael Pinnocks Jr. and the season he's having. At Washington, I talked about how I had seen some sort of stat that he's been pretty... He's thrown a lot of deep balls this year. Well, I have the exact number on deep passes, which are 20 yards or more. Uh, Michael Penix has thrown 24.6 of his total passes 20 yards or further, which is just absolutely remarkable to think that a player that is recording this many yards and having this much success early in the season is throwing uh, almost a quarter of his passes more than 20 yards down the field is really impressive we talk about how pretty that deep ball is he is an incredibly impressive player to watch if you haven't checked him I know checked him out I know very late at night most of his games um, but I'm telling you he is definitely a prime time get around the get, get on the couch and get around the television to watch him play he is electric.
3: Anyway, we were just talking about the Orioles, and I'm just now seeing the news, and I'm going to get to the Oriole. Oh, they're showing it now, the, the number five there at Camden Yards. Just learned of the passing of the great Brooks Robinson. You're kidding. Little Rock, Arkansas' very own, 86 years old. Brooks Robinson passes away, MVP of the 1970 World Series. Just seeing that now, wow. he was known as the human vacuum cleaner. 16 gold right gloves. And and one of the great hit behind the runner guys of all yeah. time, and really, uh, along with Cal Ripken, Mister Oriole, and Eddie Murray, Mister mm-hmm. Oriole of all time, and I've got it over on the Orioles game now, and I, pr- I promise you, growing up, my sec, my American League team was was the Orioles because of Brooks Robinson from wow. Little Rock, Arkansas. Wow, uh,
1: that's so sad. I-, I hadn't heard that, but wow, that that is really really sad to hear. What I could have done without, uh, I've seen a lot of it on social media. I, I do not know the reasons. I don't think it's been reported the reason, but it looks like Michael Trigg is no longer with the Ole Miss football team. I've seen it reported that by the the, the the Rebel Walk, yep. uh, Evie Van Pelt, who we talked to confirm. a lot. Uh, Brett, <laughs> I can, can confirm, so breaking news. Um, but Michael Trigg uh, is not with the team anymore and why I make it what I could have done without is because even though I am not an Ole Miss fan, just kind of looking at him coming to Ole Miss, what he was supposed to be being recruited to USC before he even got to USC, uh, just the promise there, the the this guy could be yeah. a, a big time threat at tight end, just never lived up to that and so really sad yeah. that he could never reach that potential and it sounds like uh, maybe a bad ending between him and Ole Miss, uh, no longer with the team in the middle of the season.
3: Yeah, maybe he will somewhere else. And we've yeah. seen players bounce around just you know, wild, wildly talented. And the real hope this year was kind of pre-scoring his in-line blocker and also out in pass patterns. But Trigg is a matchup issue in the slot for a player. Um, yeah. Maybe he would do well somewhere else. And maybe with his NIL money, he can buy a watch and learn to be somewhere on time. Ooh,
1: ooh. Could have done without. Good,
3: Good, good luck to Mark Stoops this week against the Florida Gators. Because when you, when you mention this in Kentucky, you know it's been a long time. If he beats the Florida this week, it'll be the first Kentucky coach to win three years in a row against the Gators since Bear Bryant did it in four years. Uh, but Bear did it four years in a row when he was coach at Kentucky 48, 49, 50, and 51. And it'll be wow. the first time to win in back to back games in Lexington since 74 and 76. Wow. Wow. Oh, where are you beaming tonight? Beam me to Astros at Seattle. Astros up one in the all-important loss column over Seattle for that final AL wild-card spot. Tonight, Christian Javier 9-4 versus George Kirby 11-10. and 10. A matchup of old number 53 against old number 68 tonight.
1: Well, Brett, I don't know why you want to beam there. I can already tell you what's going to happen. The Astros are going to win. They're going to win big. It's not going to be a game. It's down. going to be don't another disappointing night in Seattle. I think I'm going to beam to maybe one of the most uninteresting games of the night, the Dodgers versus the Rockies. This was part of a doubleheader. The Rockies uh-huh. won the first game earlier today, but Bobby Miller on the mound for the Dodgers. This is a young guy, 10-4, and 3.87 ERA on the season, a guy that could be a big part of that playoff rotation. I'm very curious to see what he can do tonight against the Rockies.
3: Yankees at Blue Jays. Blue Jays two up in the lost column. Rangers magic number to win the West is four over Houston, three over Seattle. Rangers and Angels will be good, and the Bruce Bochy effect has been real.
1: Yeah, it really has been. You are on that before the season even started. But that's all the time we have today. Should be a fun night of baseball, a lot of interesting games. But enjoy your night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow afternoon at 3 o'clock.